All right, everyone. Yeah, this is the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. Welcome to all our loyal viewers and also to our loyal listeners. If you are listening to this on the podcast or if you're watching this after we aired live on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we love and thank you all. Definitely want to give a shout out today to our wonderful sponsors, FTX. So FTX US is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer. The FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. You can find out more by going to ftx.us or clicking on the link in the description below. We also have it pinned to the chat in the live chat right now. So if you have not had a chance to check out FTX, definitely do so and uh, give them some love. I want to go ahead and bring on my co-host, Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Howdy. Oh, I'm on this side today. It changes up. That's our producer for you, right? It changes Ah. from time to time. We'll just go in alphabetical order today, I guess. Brian on the left, Chris on the right. But Brian, speaking of FTX, I know we're going to do a Super Bowl special show tomorrow, but I have to give them a shout out. I don't know if you saw this, but FTX is going to be airing a Super Bowl commercial for the first time. And in in celebration of that commercial, they are also giving away Bitcoin, Brian. I mean, Ooh. who wouldn't want to get some free Bitcoin? So this is how the commercial is going to work. This is really exciting. So they're going to air a commercial during the second half of the Super Bowl. Whatever time the commercial airs is going to be how much Bitcoin they give away. Huh. So, the, so the game kicks off at 630. And let's say their commercial airs at 9.02 p.m., that means that they will give away 9.02 Bitcoin to the lucky winners. So, Brian, I know I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl. I know we got a lot of uh, crypto and NFT news to talk about that tomorrow. But I wanted to give everyone a heads up. You definitely want to be watching the game. And when that FTX commercial airs, you can go to their Twitter and find all the rules and maybe win your share of some Bitcoin. What do you think of that, Brian? And uh, what's maybe a time prediction and when we see that commercial, what do you think? Oh, <clears throat> I don't know if I can give a time prediction. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think that uh, somebody would be really lucky. I mean, it's uh, I guess they, they say they're going to give away if it starts at 902 Eastern, they'll give away 9.02 Bitcoin. So, phew, there's <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for that and pretty excited to see how that all turns out. I mean, I think this Super Bowl is going to be wild and it's kind of strange how it's almost going to be pretty much crypto and NFT focused. Like I think like yep. almost all commercials are going to have something to do with the metaverse or NFTs or some sort of branding with crypto and involved. So it's going to be really uh, fun to kind of watch. Definitely. All right. Well, we will talk about that FTX commercial once again tomorrow and maybe give some time predictions. Again, it's going to air Sometime in the second half, um, you know, and uh, we'll definitely be paying attention. You don't have to get the time right. So it's not like there's a contest to guess the time, but maybe something fun we'll take a look at tomorrow. Brian, let's kick off the the news here. 
So it's Tuesday. Um, we haven't been on here since Thursday. So let's go ahead. Let's look at some of the top NFTs of last week. So uh, from Crypto Slam, the top 10 NFT projects by sales volume, Azuki topping the list, 84 million, Board Ape Yacht Club, 82.9 million, Clone X, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Hate Prime, Hype Bears, Hero, Super Normal, CryptoPunks, and V1 CryptoPunks wrapped was the top 10. Uh, the interesting thing for me, Brian, was in doing this list, looking at the top 20, only two of the top 20 projects had a decline from the week before. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really interesting, right? That we saw that much sales volume increase. The losers on the week were CryptoPunks down 45% and Axie Infinity, um, which Axie was uh, not in the top 10, but in the top 20. We also saw Cool Pets, which we're going to talk about later, came in 23rd place with 10 million in sales volume. And that's not even their full mint. That was just some of the early minting that happened. And Cool Cats also rose up the list, came, came in 18th place. Um, and I think that one could be one to watch, you know, in the top 10 this week too. What do you think, Brian? Anything jump out to you, that top 10 list? Um, or maybe the top 20 with 18 of the top 20 last week being up over the previous week? <clears throat> um, nothing really too surprising. It is kind of interesting seeing that, um, you know, the CryptoPunks, and I think we have it as uh, CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties or, or the Cool Cats were the only ones. Oh, Axie Infinity were the only ones that saw declined over yep. the next week. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing that caught my eye. You know, uh, a lot of times in the top 10, we see three or four down. The top 20, we see, you know, anywhere up to 10 or 12 down um, because the list just kind of changes from week to week with these new projects. Um, but that was what caught my eye. Um, don't want to spend too much time on the top 10 list. I do want to remind everyone to go ahead and smash the like if you have not done so. There's a lot of people here but we do not have a ton of likes. I don't know what is up with that. We got to get some likes and make sure you subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel if you have not done so already. Brian, moving on to the other big news from the weekend. I know you saw this because we talked about it this weekend. I wrote an article on Sunday. One of the big events that happened in the NFT community was we actually saw BuzzFeed, uh, a media company, um, they doxed the two founders of Board Ape Yacht Club. And obviously a lot of people know Board Ape Yacht Club. They know that the founders were anonymous and that wasn't enough to scare them away, right? These founders have built trust with the community. And unfortunately, this media organization chose to do a ton of digging and to publicly dox them, release their names, their cities, um, and that was a surprise and it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, I've listened and heard interviews that the two founders had done previously. They talked to Rolling Stone and the New Yorker. They also did a Twitter spaces uh, and an article recently with Farouk. They also were on that Twitter spaces when the, um, the mutant serum was purchased, the mm -hmm. mega one. So it's not like they just sit back and aren't part of the community. They also were at ApeFest. Um, Brian, what do you think here, um, before we get into the board ape news, what do you think of the fact that they were doxxed? Is this something that, 
you know, media companies have a right to dox people if they can find the information? Should we trust NFT teams that, you know, have anonymous founders? What do you, what's your take on this? <clears throat> um, I, I think uh, an, anonymity, I can never say that word right. But I think that that is kind of, it's weird. It's, it's like a double-edged sword. So it, in a lot of cases, I think it's a good thing for um, the project owners or leaders or people like who are behind everything should be kind of well known um, <clears throat> just because there's so many scams and different rugs and all this other stuff that goes on. But with a project where it's like true at heart and really it's all about growth, but in the potential of uh, expansion and all these other things where it's a, a viable product and like a real actual project that's not just only for money, but actually, you know, they have all these things in the works. I don't think it's, there's anything wrong with it being uh, anonymous. But there are some implications when you have that uh, too. I, I don't really think it's fair that BuzzFeed did dox them because they didn't want to, or else they, you know, they already would have. But I don't think that you know it. It it was bound to happen. So you know, it, it might as well come out this way and uh, do it. And the tweet from uh, Gordon Goner eth um, his Web Two Me versus Web Three Me. I think I can link it, but. Um, the <clears throat> it's kind of cool you see him and you see the ape and then the first reply under it is gary v saying uh well at least you're super cool which i yeah. thought that was really awesome that was awesome and brian that's the biggest takeaway for me is that the community rallied behind them right it wasn't like all of a sudden we hear who these two people are and the community was like oh shit it's time to sell right mm -hmm. now that we know that it was some random person who created board ape yacht club it's not a famous crypto person. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to sell my ape. It was the complete opposite, right? It was like, okay, so what? So now we have a name. And then thanks to the two founders, they showed their faces, right? In these mm -hmm. tweets, they also started this trend of web two me versus web three me, which a lot of people took part in on Twitter over the weekend. But I mean, I know there's two sides to this fence, right? That, um, you know, whether teams should be anonymous. And we're seeing that in the chat right now. Some people saying that they, you know, should show their faces. They shouldn't be anonymous. Brian, I've, I've interviewed teams and you have too, where some show their faces and some don't. And I'm okay with either one, right? To me, if you're investing or owning an NFT, I mean, that that's your call, right? You can do your own due diligence, your own research, and it's up to you whether you, you know, trust the, the founders, right? If you don't want to be part of an NFT community with an anonymous founder, that's your right. And you just don't have to get involved in the project. Yeah. Born to be yeah. free right now. People should be free to choose. That's the side that I'm on. And, and mm -hmm. again, I own NFTs from collections with anonymous founders and without anonymous founders. And I like to play, you know, both of those sides. And to me, it's kind of part of the crypto world. And on the flip side, we have seen scams. We have seen projects that fall apart. And some of those are with anonymous founders, right? Because it's, I think it's a lot more likely that an anonymous founder would do a rug pull, right? Or a scam because they don't have as much to lose. So on the flip side, if you do find an NFT project with a, you know, someone behind it with a huge Twitter following or a huge TikTok or Instagram following they do have a little bit to lose, right? If the project, you know, is a rug or if it doesn't end up being a successful mint, 
that can backfire because they have a large social media presence. What do you think, Brian, uh, of that part, right? Do these projects with, you know, uh, very uh, front-facing founders have a lot more to lose because they are public? Uh, Yeah, they... uh... Yes and no. I mean, they definitely have a lot more to lose because they are public. So like if something were to happen, so if there's a scam or something, I mean, they, people know who to call, who to, who to look at. Um, so to that aspect, yes. Um, but if it's like, you know, if they're doing what they need to do and it's a, a successful project and you know, what everyone means, well, there doesn't really mean there's no scam involved. It's, it's all about business and what they, in, they're doing what they intend to do then, you know, it's, it's okay. And I, I, I respect the anonymous uh, creators and founders as much as I do the people who are docs, because I understand in this space, you know, if, <clears throat> so there's a, like you said, a handful of projects we've interviewed um, on Moon or Bust or on the roadmap where the teams were uh, anonymous. They, uh, uh, I think it was uh, ultra safe, or I think that's the name of the token. They, they, pretty much put it out really well. Um, they're from the UK. And so if they were, um, if everyone knew who they were, it put a lot of, it put their, like their lives in danger. And there's a lot of safety implications that go with that because in the UK, it's a little different. You can find people easier and stuff like that. You can go back and watch that episode. It was from over last summer, but, um, it, it makes sense because, you know, if someone finds out, like say, like you don't want anyone to know that you created board apes and now you're about to, uh, uh, have a $5 billion valuation in your company out of nowhere. And no one really knows who you are or what's going on. All your family, like winning the lottery, everyone from your family is going to come running in or from the woodworks or yeah, from exactly. friends and everything and kind of attack you and try to get part of that money. When maybe you don't want everyone to know how rich you are or what your assets are, you know, cause somebody can try to steal you and then it puts you in, in places to get hacked or get your um, seed phrase stolen, all these different things. So I get it, and I, I'm I'm definitely okay with it as long as it's not a scam. But it's pretty easy to spot when it is. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And you know, uh, they they but, talked a little bit about their safety um, as one of the reasons why they wanted to be anonymous. And they also this was the key for me. They actually came out and said we prefer to be judged based on our actions and work. In our view, this is about the club not us. So again, going mm-hmm. back to the large community, there's the two founders there with Gaio Siri, who's a talent uh, rep who actually signed that deal with Board Ape Yacht Club. So again, these guys were at, at Ape Fest, and I don't know if any of the community even knew who they were. That's the thing. Like, it's not like they were, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm the founder. It, they, I think they were just blending in and really trying to be <clears> part <throat> of the community. And I really like that approach. I did so, see but, like a, I, I forgot the name of it. I'll try to find it and maybe I'll put it in the comments after I do in the YouTube comments. But I saw like a, uh, a documentary or a short thing on YouTube. I forgot it was Vice or someone else that they went to one of the, um, the parties at Board 8 Yacht Club. And one guy was saying that um, a lot of the uh, original like board ape holders who have been there for a while and, you know, even to newer ones all pretty much know who these guys were, but it was like kind of a a known secret. Like, don't, don't, don't spit it out. Don't dox them. And, you know, if you see them, just hang out with them. And I think one guy even was just chatting with it with another guy and didn't even know it was one of the founders of board apes. It was just, talking hanging out and chit-chatting everything so i thought i think that's pretty cool they're very humble because they're very rich but yeah yeah. 
Definitely. Well, along with the doxing, then we also got a post from the founders, which was actually going to go out earlier, but obviously they had a lot to deal with over the weekend. But they put out some teasers, right? So they talked Mm -hmm. about that mobile game uh, that was Mutants Against Apes, Apes Against Mutants. So they announced the winners with the top thousand of each game receiving prizes, including a pinball machine and a converted 2002 Honda Accord featuring Mutant Ape Yacht Club. They also shared dates for the Ape Fest 2022, June 20th through June 23rd in downtown Manhattan. Um, remember that that, co- that featured a concert last year, some comedians, some performers, also a party on a real yacht. So that is a big deal. But then the key for me was at the end of the article, It said the header image for this post, that's something else. Can't talk about that. Gordo will get mad. And if we look at that image, it is right there. It is a 3D ape. So they kind of threw the teaser out there. And Brian, there's been a lot of uh, takeaways from this. A lot of people saying, you know, they have said that they're going to print 3D versions of each ape for all holders. Is this just a teaser of that? Could this be an image out of a... I don't know, a Super Bowl commercial? Could this be an image from a movie or a TV show since they have that talent agency deal? Or is this the apes reaction to maybe a war breaking out between apes and um, dogs and maybe we're getting some future mints? So there's all kinds of theories out there. I really think to me it jumps off the page as an image from a commercial or a TV show or a movie. Yeah, what do you Super think, Bowl Brian? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, that's uh, that'd be my guess. I, I mean, I, I feel like that makes sense with everything that we've talked about, everything we've heard. So uh, we definitely will maybe uh, get some news out over the next couple of days or the week. I, I still tend to think that if there is a Super Bowl commercial, we'll know before the Super Bowl airs because I think it'll leak out. I mean, who knows, Brian? Maybe BuzzFeed will leak it to us after they uh, (laughs) do some more digging. Um, Oh, BuzzFeed. So, yeah. uh, But anyways, that's what I've got for for Board Ape Yacht Club. Again, huge news that the owners got doxxed, but maybe even bigger news that they continue to follow that roadmap and reward their community. Brian, we had news that hit today. Um, that you actually shared with me before we kicked off the stream. So Ubisoft bringing Rabbids to the sandbox and also planning to bring other games, including Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, Far Cry, uh, Rainbow Six um, are all owned by them. So we'll see if we get, you know, a sandbox announcement then and when. But what do you think, Brian? Uh, I'm going to talk about video games in a little bit. uh, Another one, but Ubisoft, one of the largest publishers out there and, We've kind of seen a mixed bag with video game companies. Some mm-hmm. have said, hey, we don't we don't want to do NFTs yet, right? And, and then you have, you know, Ubisoft that says, hey, we're doing it, right? We're going to get in the sandbox, the metaverse. We're going to, I think they did some NFTs for one of their games previously. Yeah. So they seem to be going all in. What do you uh, make of this approach here? So um, I, I was just reading earlier too that uh, all the way back into like about, 2018 is when uh ubisoft first dabbled in the um web 3 and nft kind of game they had a a a game called um oh i just lost it but 
they had a game that was uh, that you could you know uh, buy and sell um, NFTs, and other people can uh, actually steal them if they uh, purchase it via ETH. I think the Rabbids token one was one of them, but it's called Hashblock is the name of the Ubisoft game. But they've been in they've been in the the space for a couple years now. Um, they have partnered with the HBAR Foundation, so it's going to be on the uh, the Hedra Hashgraph um, blockchain, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I think that's really cool because you don't really hear a lot about HBAR um, in the news or in social media or anything. But that is one of the coolest uh, blockchain uh, companies or projects out there and if you have time if anyone has time go look up hbar hedger hashgraph and see who the founders are because you'll be amazed at the talent and the knowledge and the expertise that is in this um in this foundation as well as what they're doing and what they can uh, accomplish and you know what they can provide because it's a very uh little known not maybe little known uh blockchain but not really highly uh sought after or people don't really talk about it a lot but definitely give it a look um, but I really like how they're putting a lot more stuff in the sandbox and getting it more into, um, you know, into the metaverse and joining all these other companies that are now putting like, I think one uh, Sony, I think bought like 40,000 different spots in the sandbox to put billboards and stuff like that. So yep. it's, you know, it's just blowing up right now. Yeah. The one that I really liked and actually the way I was playing NFT games from a stock perspective was that I own shares of uh, Zynga, the mobile game company, right? Because they hired a blockchain expert and they said, hey, we're going to do NFTs in our games, right? Well, turns out Zynga's getting acquired by Take-Two. I've sold my shares since then. But it's weird because Take-Two the other day came out and said, hey, we're not going to do NFTs yet, maybe in the future. And here you have Zynga, who they're acquiring, saying, we're doing NFTs as soon as we can. So again, these gaming companies just have a totally different approach and timeline. And I mean, Brian, we've seen with crypto and NFTs, right, that it, it pays to be early sometimes. And I just tend to think that some of these gaming companies may be missing out. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to judge them a couple of years from now on seeing, you know, who took the lead and, you know, <laughs> maybe made the smarter decision. So maybe Ubisoft is, is really going to be the genius in a couple of years. But we'll find out. I do see a couple people mentioning some projects in the chat. Uh, again, if you're watching us live, thank you guys. Keep them coming. We will take a look at some of these NFT projects at the end of today's show. We want to get through the news and some projects that we're watching. But again, yeah, everyone commenting about uh, one right now. We'll yeah, get to it at I'm the end. Right yeah, we'll get to it at the end. I, I promise, guys. So um, another news item, Brian, right? We hear all the time about NFTs from, you know, large companies or media, right? So I wrote today exclusively on Benzinga. We actually got this article out before the press release came Boom. out. Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right is launching NFTs. So uh, they are celebrating their 50th anniversary, which I know is hard to believe, but that show has been on for 50 years. And to celebrate, they're launching a series of NFTs, and those NFTs are going to feature some of their well-known games like Plinko. I mean, I remember watching Price is Right as a kid and seeing uh, Plinko and some of these other games. They haven't announced a release date yet, um, but you know this is pretty exciting because they're going to be where you own the NFTs. You also get access to some 
rare vintage items and history. So maybe some physical items, maybe some uh, f future drops. Um, we'll find out, you know, but this is from um, the same company, Theta Labs, who did uh, Katy Perry NFTs. They've worked with some other media companies and Fremantle owns the prices, right? And Fremantle is a, a large media company. Um, they produce over 12,000 hours of original programming every year. So Brian, another big media company getting into NFTs. What do you think um, the price is right? NFTs, just another example, right? That everyone is getting into the market. Oh yeah. Uh, they're going to come on down. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's surprising. It's kind of out of, out of left field in my opinion, but I think it's really dang cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I'll, I'll be, you know, checking that out, seeing when we get a release date and try to update everyone on the show. Another media company, Brian, this is one we know all too well here at Benzinga because of the stock market. AMC Entertainment Holdings, that's ticker AMC for anyone out there who's not an ape or doesn't know of the company. <laughs> AMC is launching their third NFT. So they started, they did a Spider-Man one. Then they did one that every shareholder got for free. And now they are going to do Batman NFTs to coincide with the release of the Batman in theaters. So everyone who purchases or reserves a ticket for the Batman at AMC locations by February 14th has until March 6th to see the movie at an AMC location and they will get a free Batman NFT. This is a big deal, right? Movies releasing in theaters March 4th. Um, free NFT for anyone who follows those rules, right? You have to buy it by the or, or buy your tickets by the 14th and go by the 6th. So opening weekend. Um this is different from their last ones because Spider-Man was limited to 86,000 NFTs. And then the AMC shareholder one was only available to people who were shareholders, which was a total of around 425,000. There is not a limit number to this NFT, Brian. So we could see hundreds of thousands of Batman NFTs. What do you think? Does this make you more likely to go see a movie in theaters if maybe you get a free NFT along with it that you could either sell to pay for your movie ticket or maybe hold on and, uh, you know, see if it goes up in value over time? Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely go see more movies in theaters um, if I got an NFT for each one. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's definitely a good, uh, it's just kind of like the, um, the, the Mavericks and doing, you know, if you go to or like some f other football teams too, where if you go to this game, you get an NFT for a ticket that you can sell the ticket and pretty much pay for it or make a profit. Um, that is really cool also because you don't like when I was a kid, I used to collect movie posters. And so I would always go to, um, the movie theaters and ask and see if they had any old posters or there's a used bookshop bookstore called McKay's. Um, here where i live and you can buy old movie posters they would have them for sale and stuff and those are really cool to collect but i think this could be a whole new dynamic to you know instead of collecting the movie poster you get the nft keep it digitally never goes away i mean so many cool things yeah i mean we, we talk about this a lot right uh sports companies right with tickets right you could potentially go to a sporting event, pay for your ticket, and then get a free NFT. And you could actually sell that NFT for the cost of your ticket, maybe even more. I think we're going to see that with these movie tickets because uh, until everyone catches on and does this, right? 
Uh, and again, this is AMC locations. So you're going to have people that go see the Batman. Maybe they don't have an AMC in their town, right? So they can't get the NFT. Maybe they head to the marketplace and buy one if they're a big fan of the Batman or the Batman series or the comic books. Or, or maybe they're a big fan of Robert Pattinson. I don't know. I mean, but uh, again, a free NFT, AMC, uh, a big public company, you know, doing more and more with NFTs. I love this news and I think they're going to do it for all the big releases this year. So stay tuned. And we've got another big public company uh, going further into NFTs. I, I believe I talked about this one before. Bud Light is launching a new zero carb beer called Bud Light Next. It actually yeah. came out yesterday. So along with that launch, they did a series of NFTs. Well, along with that launch, Bud Light will be featured in the Super Bowl uh, with a commercial this Sunday. And in that commercial, we're actually going to see Nouns Dow, a popular Dow known mm -hmm. for their glasses. Um, they signed a partnership with Anheuser-Busch. So we will see the Nouns Dow glasses in that commercial. If you haven't watched it already, I actually watched it yesterday. Um, it's amazing that we see all these expensive Super Bowl commercials before the big game, but that's the world we live in. But another company getting heavy into NFTs and also using the Super Bowl to kind of promote that. Uh, what do you think, Brian, uh, using the Nouns Dow, a popular uh, series out there, and also launching NFTs along with their commercial? I think that's pretty cool. I mean, <clears throat> I, I think everything that we've talked about today is pretty awesome. But uh, I really like the Nouns Dow. I like the the simplicity of them, and I like how it how they actually go about you know, you can get your own noun and stuff. And once you have one, you're always, you're always going to be part of the Dow, although they are extremely expensive. It's still really neat. Um, <clears throat> I think that's a great partnership too, because nouns Dow has been very successful. And I think a lot more Dow's um, should kind of lean toward how they do go about things too. So I, I think it's great news. And I think it's going to be a good, um, maybe a good experience for everybody, but that's not really what I was looking for. Kind of like a good uh, model to go after and for partnering and, uh, you know, branding and stuff like that. So I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's great yeah, news. Yeah, definitely. And Brian, you said Dow, right? And it might actually have people after watching the Super Bowl questioning and saying, what is a Dow? Which is something we actually talked about last Thursday with uh, Solana Legend because he is the founder of the first Solana NFT DAO out there. So uh, we're going to hear a lot more about DAOs in 2022. It's something I really think is a growing market. And that's kind of what he echoed as well. So the Super Bowl could bring even more awareness to DAOs. Um, so I'll definitely be paying attention to that. And we'll, of course, be bringing that news next week. Brian, I just saw this news uh, maybe an hour before the show started today. We are getting a large auction of CryptoPunks at a Sotheby's auction um, being held February 23rd. So this auction is going to be for 104 CryptoPunks in one lot. So Jeez. Brian, if you've, got the if you've got the money, you can buy... 104 crypto punks for one low low price right i'm sure it's going to go super low 20 million um, so right now we have a floor price on crypto punks of 67.5 eth um so 
We've got ETH at around 3,000. So by my math, we've got... I'm trying to do math behind the scenes here. We've got a lot of money, right? So this yeah. is going to go for a couple million. Um, I don't think that would be any surprise, right? Um, and this is one of the biggest <clears throat> collections of CryptoPunks, I mean, ever ever put together. So it's pretty fascinating. Um, I think 21.5 million is actually what <clears throat> I have calculated out based on the floor price. Now, again, because it's a lot, you might actually be able to get them cheaper than the floor price, right? Because it's kind of that that catch-22. Sometimes people will pay more for a lot because it's easier, right? You can get them all in one purchase. Don't have to worry about, you know, fees, transactions, all that. And other times you can get them cheaper because it's a bundle, right? So, mm. you know, it's interesting concept. Brian, I don't know if you remember this, but back last September we had um, a lot of Bored Ape Yacht Club, so 101 of them. And Sotheby's estimated that it would go for 12 to 18 million, and the final sale price was 24.39 million, which was around 241,500 <clears throat> per Bored Ape. And Brian included in that lot of 101 Bored Apes was two with solid gold fur. And of course, remember talking to Franklin mm -hmm. and how much those solid gold fur apes are worth. The person that bought that lot, I think is uh, smiling. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think of this crypto punks lot? Um, you know, we have seen interest drop a little bit in punks as apes kind of took over. Do you think that uh, this is still going to be a huge <clears throat> event with someone swooping in, you know, to make a big investment here? Or do you think someone tries to, you know, maybe it doesn't go for what we expect here. Um, <clears throat> I think it, it's possible that it could go for a little cheaper than we're expecting. But I imagine that since punks pretty much started this whole NFT craze and punks are pretty much what every project kind of models their own after, I think that the punks will still contain uh, continue to rise in value. I think that they will have a comeback. Um, I think board apes are still going to keep going. I don't think that I, I don't know about the bubble per se in NFTs. I think there is a slight bubble right now, but I think that, you know, crypto punks and board apes that you can't go wrong with them. They're always going to be a highly valued asset. And I think crypto punks in the long run will just, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a knock, a knockout. I mean, they're going to make a ton, no matter what they pay for it now, they're going to make a ton of money on it or, you know, have that in their, their asset portfolio. Definitely. Well, we will be following that auction again, February 24th. Um, and maybe we'll give some price predictions as we get closer. Um, and then we'll be able to share with all our viewers and listeners what the final purchase price was and how much that equals on a per punk basis. We wanted to get into some projects to watch with today's show, right? We don't have an interview today. So we've got a little bit more time to spend on some, you know, education, some, you know, thoughts. Again, this is not financial advice, just kind of our thoughts. So following up on news and also getting into projects to watch, Brian, I want to talk about Skyweaver. So this is a free-to-play trading card game from Horizon Blockchain Games. Um, the game is similar to uh, Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering Arena or Pokemon TCG, right? Trading card game. You go um, person versus person. 
There's over 500 unique cards that can be unlocked in the game for free. So they had their soft launch in November um, going live on the Polygon main net. Um, they now launched their uh, public open beta today. And, and this is a game that has a huge following, which I'm going to get into some of these numbers. But the really cool part is that you can win, own, trade, and sell NFT trading cards um, with their peer-to-peer decentralized marketplace. And the really cool thing is that they have an automated market maker. So, Brian, if I win a silver or gold NFT and I want to sell it, I don't have to put it up for auction. The game tells me, based on an algorithm, how much that card is worth, and I can instantly sell it. And same with I can instantly buy you know, NFTs for this game. So investors include Coinbase. I know we've heard of Coinbase. And Alexis Ohanian, the founder of Reddit, he actually said, this is my favorite part about Skyweaver, I think, is that Ohanian invested in 2019. And he said that this was the first game that really opened his eyes to the potential of play to earn and NFT gaming. So the game has been installed by over 233,000 people. And there was over 345,000 people on the beta wait list, which again went live today. Brian, what do you think of, uh, you know, play to earn and maybe a a TCG here in the NFT space? I think that um, we're going to keep on seeing more and more. I think Axie Infinity really blew that whole uh, part of the NFT space out of the water. And um, what's one really cool thing that I like about Axie and the um, Skyweaver is that it gives people from all across the globe, as long as they have internet access, you know, maybe a chance for some actual residual income and to learn more about stuff while playing. And, um, you know, it just, it opens the gates to so much more for anyone and everyone. And I think that's, that's awesome. I think we're going to see a lot more of it and I, hopefully it doesn't get too played out because you know, there are some that are a little too played out and there's a little, can be a little wishy-washy or they're just trying to, you know, copy one thing after the other. But I, I like the aspect of this. I personally liked, uh, I've played uh, Hearthstone for a while. It's a mobile card game, kind of like a uh, uh, magic, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I think this is a lot similar to it. So I'm definitely going to give it a shot. I didn't know about it until now. And I'm trying to sign up now. Yeah, definitely sign up and full disclosure again, not financial advice. I have been playing this game for uh, a couple days now. Um, I wrote that article for Benzinga today. And I, I mean, I I just like the fact, right? I mean, Brian, I'm a big mobile game fan, right? I mean, I've played console games before, but I really like mobile games where you can just kind of pick up and go. Um, you know, I can take my phone around with me and what better way than to get rewarded for playing a game, right? I mean, I've played a ton of games before, put in lots of hours, and what do I have to show for it? Nothing, (laughs) other than maybe my ranking or level in a game, right? Mm -hmm. But now you can play this game and you can earn NFTs. So I'll definitely be uh, giving it a go here and see if I can earn some of those rare silver and gold cards and maybe earn, as you said, you know, some passive income, similar to people who play Axie, it looks like we've got someone in the chat also uh, talking about a card game called Warsaken on Wax. I will <laughs> add that to my watch mm-hmm. list. Don't know anything about that. But again, Brian said he has played Hearthstone. I've played Pokemon TCG. I've played the Magic the Gathering Arena game. And I- I'm really interested in the play-to-earn TCG space. So 
wanted to share this with everyone today. Again, that open beta launch today uh, to the public. So check it out if you have not. Um, and same to you, Brian, to go check that out. And going along with um, Skyweaver and Ubisoft, I saw a quote from Justin Can. He is the founder of Twitch, right? The streaming platform for games. And he said, yeah, I built Twitch. It has millions of users and gaming NFTs are way bigger. So again, someone who knows the space well is saying, hey, there is a ton of growth still for gaming NFTs. And I think we know that, Brian, but I think, again, a lot of these companies are still late to the game and we'll see what happens. So that's what we've got for news. And again, the start of projects to watch. Want to go ahead and get into some projects that we're watching um, to share with our community. And again, if you're watching live, make sure you smash the like for the value that we are providing. And if you're watching or listening to this live, let us know. Leave a comment or shout us out on Twitter. Let us know that you're enjoying this NFT content on Benzinga. Brian, let's get into some projects. Squiggles is up first. So Squiggles has a uh, over 230,000 followers on Twitter, over 369,000 in the Discord. They have a mint coming up on February 10th. Can we get some of those images? Look at that, Brian. This is pretty cool. This actually looks like something to me that people would use as their profile picture, right? So I think mm -hmm. it passes the PFP test. It has a large following, which again, those numbers are huge, which means they might be slightly inflated. This is one that's gotten a ton of love out there on social media and a lot of NFT people I follow. What do you think of these squiggles here um, going into the launch this week? I think they're pretty cool. I'm actually looking at them right now. Um, like you said, I like the actual PFP aspect to it. I think mean, that's kind of neat. I think that the, I well, I don't, I don't really know if this will happen, but I, my hope is the uh, PFP thing is like, I just want to, I would hope that that's not the only um, product of an NFT moving forward. I don't think that really is. I think a lot of these projects now have a bunch of other aspects to them, but if it's only PFP, it's like, well, what's the, how are you going to keep people uh, holding your token, your exactly uh nft if you know it's just for a twitter profile picture but i do like these guys and like you said they're growing huge in popularity and that's pretty cool and the their art is pretty top notch yeah i love the artwork uh, again like you said brian pfp shouldn't be the only reason why you get into a project i mean i guess unless if that's your prerogative everyone can i guess do what they want but i mean look at that monkey like these are just so cool i love the color uh, they remind me a little bit of like doodles and also a little bit of invisible friends, which we'll talk about later. Um, I just, I really like this project. I'm excited to see what happens with the mint this week. Uh, um, again, a large following. So we might see some flipping by people that were able to get on uh, that whitelist, but uh, we'll be uh, sharing some more details on this probably next week after we have that mint up next on the list, we have Goonies gang. So Goonies gang, has over 150,000 followers on Twitter, over 226,000 on Discord, and this is a gang of 8,888 Goonies unleashed to cause chaos in the metaverse from the minds behind Transformers and X-Men. Their mint is happening tomorrow, February 9th, with whitelist members getting a mint at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and the public at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And these will cost 0.25 ETH to mint with a max of two per wallet. If we can go ahead and pull up their website, 
the thing that drew me in, right, was looking at their team and then the roadmap. Their team, I mean, you heard me say that uh, behind Transformers and X-Men, we've got some um, artists that have done work. I mean, I've got down here in the artist section, I've got credits that include um, Transformers, X-Men, Jurassic Park, Fast and Furious, Justice League, Star Trek, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, SpongeBob. I mean, some of the big projects right there, the artist. I mean, that's something you love to see in some of these projects. Um, but these just look really cool. Uh, I mean, what do you think of this project, Brian? Uh, you know, with the mint happening tomorrow, a little bit higher cost, right? 0.25 um, for a collection of 8,888. But I think they have the demand to warrant it here. Yeah, that is kind of high, but like you said, I think that they uh, they can pull it off. I think they have enough of a following, and it is that's pretty pretty cool. Those uh, characters are pretty dope. Uh, might want to be careful with Disney walking around, lurking around there with that Donald Duck a a aspect to it. But I think this one's pretty neat too. Yeah, I really like the 3D a little art. of like Darkwing Duck almost. Yeah, with that uh -huh. like that's uh, a throwback. Yeah, that's a that's a show I watched as a kid. It reminds me a little bit of that, but this is a this is a cool one. And again, I'm happy we get to cover it today with the mint happening tomorrow. I'm not on that whitelist, so I'll be looking to see what kind of action we get after the the pre-sale, right? 0.25. Do people try to flip it, you know, for a quick 0.05 or do people, you know, try Warner to Warner Brothers not Disney, sorry. Yeah, do people yeah. try to, you know, double up and get 0.5 or do we see a floor price hit like 1 right away? Um, that's something to definitely watch uh, going forward. Brian, mm -hmm. up next is one that we've talked about a couple times, Wonder Pals. So they have a uh, following of over 66,000 on Twitter. This is a collection of 10,000 coming in February, and their Discord has been closed. Check Ooh. out this cool artwork. Um, this reminds me a lot of, you know, like a cool cat, a little lemon's friend, just a cool, cute NFT project. Um, we're trying to get the artist on a show. Um, this one was uh, recommended to us by some of our friends who have been on this show. Brian, I love this artwork. How about you? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they, uh, who was it that, uh, did someone else show us this last time or who, what project were we talking to where we we talked about these guys? Yeah, this was uh this was recommended to us. Um, why can't I remember now? Toy Boogers, yeah. Toy Boogers, that's right. Toy okay. Boogers, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh -huh. saying that we should have the artist Mina on. Um, and yeah, uh, we'd love to have Mina on to talk about this. Um, I, I just think this is a cool one. Again, there's not a date set yet. Um, but this is one getting a ton of traction out there as well. Um, so definitely one everyone out there should probably keep on your watch list. Again, not financial advice, but just one that we're definitely excited about and, uh, you know, following along until we get those details. Um, another project, uh, this one was a newer one for me, The Other Side. Um, so their Discord is closed. We have a Twitter following of over 150,000. And they recently announced their minting details. So this is going to be February 11th for early access, then whitelist February 12th at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and then the public sale 12 hours later at 10 p.m. Eastern time on the 12th. And 0.15 is the price for early access and whitelist. Now, here's where it gets interesting is because that anyone in the early access or whitelist they get to mint for 0 
the rest of us, the public, there will be a Dutch auction to determine the price, right? So they will start at a certain price and then it will continue to go down until it is sold out. So Brian, I'm not a huge fan of duck, Dutch auctions for uh, NFT mints. Um, Artbox no, has been weird. successful at it, but a lot of these other projects, I feel like it can end up backfiring. We have seen some recent success stories. I believe Clone X was a Dutch auction. Um, but this is a, a way to reward their whitelist and um, their presale people, right? By being able to get in maybe at a cheaper mint price than that Dutch auction. These ones are interesting to me. I, I love the artwork. They're a little bit different, right? We don't see the face there. Um, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think of this one, Brian? Um, I don't really know that much about this one besides what you said, the Dutch auction thing, uh, kind of, I'd have to, I'm too weary to like kind of be a part of the Dutch, Dutch auction. Then I'd probably wait for it to be fully minted out and then go on open sea. But you know, if maybe it, it, it's really successful and people are getting it for much cheaper than mint price and, you know, then be able to sell it for a higher price and stuff. Maybe I'd be looking into more uh, projects to actually do it that way, too. I just think it's such an interesting way to go about it. It's it's very uh, unique. I thought that that is kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely one that uh, I'm watching now more so than I was before. Um, now that we have the details, so that is February 11th and 12th, which is going to be Friday and Saturday. Sometimes when these projects mint over the weekend, it can also help, right, with a lot of DGENs just, you know, minting and all in on NFTs over the weekend. Maybe if they have a nine to five job um, and aren't fully into the NFT market. Um, so definitely something to watch there as well. Brian, we talk a lot about cool pets. I want to get back to cool pets for a minute. Um, this one is going to be a collection of 19,999 NFTs. It's from the team behind Cool Cats. And all pets start as an egg and then evolve into their final form, which represents one of four elements, grass, fire, water, or air. Right now on OpenSea, we have a supply of 15.5 thousand, 2.35 ETH floor, uh, actually 2.33 now uh, since I typed my notes, so we dipped a little. Um, they are unrevealed still. Brian, if you had a cool pet, would you be selling pre-reveal here um, based on a 0.5 mint and taking your profits? Or do you think that after these things are revealed, we see these go higher? <laughs> what do you think? Again, not financial advice to any mm. of our followers and listeners. So 0.5 is pretty steep um for a mint i personally would definitely wait for the reveal because i i think a lot of people will might be um you know selling right after it does reveal and it will drop it but that being said after like you know a little bit of time not like a couple of days but just a little bit of time it's going to rise back up and people might be chasing it it's a uh, just the 0.5 gives me pause but you know it, that's a very tough one to do. I don't hold one, so I can't really confidently say what I would do. If I did hold one, I'd, I'd probably hold it. I probably wouldn't sell, most likely. But, you know, that's just such a steep, steep uh, price tag. Yeah, I, I was really hoping to get one of these. I was hoping that the uh, the cost after the, the mint here would be around, like, I don't know, 1 to 1.5. Um, was kind of what I was hoping to get in at. I don't love 2.35. I think maybe we dip a little bit on reveal, but I think post reveal, I really think this floor is going to hold strong. 
You, mm. you see that image on the screen there? There is four elements, four types. And there is some sort of game coming out where I think that those types are going to be um, utilized. So you may have the potential where people are looking to get a certain type um, or maybe collect all four if they have the money to do so. Um, so that's something to keep in mind too, that you know, when yours reveals you, when your reveal happens, you have the chance to get one of the four elements. You also have the chance for it to be a rare one, right? So those mm -hmm. are two kind of catalysts that would make me hold, I think, overselling. Again, that's just what I think. Um, but I definitely will be following, you know, the the price here on the floor and the reveal because this is a project I want to be in over the the long term. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Cool Cats. I wasn't able to get in that one. This is kind of the cheaper way now to get into the Cool Cats ecosystem. So definitely on watch here. Brian, another one we have here is um, Pixelmon. So Pixelmon um, is a 1.19 ETH floor, and this is a uh, RPG NFT game, right? You can train, trade, fight, and evolve your Pixelmon. They have over 200,000 on Twitter. Um, this has a huge following. They're actually in the middle of minting right now. Um, you had 24 hours to mint if you were on the whitelist. Um, this one's unrevealed, uh, but again, a floor of over one. I just think these NFTs with games, we start to see another run, right? Where you can play to earn um, that passive income that everyone really wants instead of just having a PFP. Um, what do you think of Pixelmon here? I think we talked about this one before, Brian. Well, yeah, like you said, um, I agree. I mean, the, I think I've uh, pretty much you wrapped it up. It, it's there's a lot of interesting aspects to these gaming NFT uh, projects, and if done correctly, they can be so influential and really amazing and really really cool. And I think one of the coolest parts about this, uh, the new NFT gaming experience, is we're getting some like actual hardcore senior game developers coming on and helping out these small name, uh, like almost studio or boutique um, gaming uh, projects or gaming studios and doing this um, NFT aspect to gaming. And I think that we're going to see so many cool different uh, new ways how it's going to be um, involved into the you know gaming space as a whole like i can't wait for nintendo and switch to have you know its own version of these nft kind of play to earn games yes. well not play to earn games but nft style give me games. give me pokemon nfts nintendo mm -hmm. Zelda? oh legends like breath of the wild but all your like legend all your weapons and everything are there NFT. you go Ooh, buddy when pokemon nintendo i want to know yeah it's just, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, we got two more to touch on real quick. And then I want to get to the chat because they had a couple that they asked. Invisible Friends. This is one of the biggest projects out there. I have not seen a following on an NFT uh, like this uh, since probably Mechaverse. They have over 280,000 in the Discord, over 430,000 followers on Twitter. Um, this one, people are doing a ton to get on this whitelist. People are making their own images. People are, you know, uh, offering to get tattoos. Uh, you know, it's insane how bad people want these NFTs, which definitely to me is probably a bullish sign. The one takeaway here is that they have not announced their mint price or their date yet. They actually put out a poll on Twitter where you can vote right there. Which will, which should they announce first? 
Brian, we talked about high mint prices, right? I just said Cool Pets, mm-hmm. 0.5. There was that other one that was 0.25. This does worry me a little bit, that Invisible Friends, because of that demand, maybe they start their mint price too high. Um, and again, it's, you know, I, I love to see the demand. And I think, you know, supply and demand wins out. The team wants to make money. Um, but I would love to see a, a lower price here. Um and yeah, the supply is only 5,000. Can you imagine? So like 500,000 people trying to get a supply of 5,000. That's insane. <laughs> um, we'll follow along and see what happens. The other one on my watch list is Star Catchers. Um, they have over 59,000 on Twitter. Their Discord is closed. I just think this artwork looks really cool. Again, I don't know a ton about that roadmap and everything that goes along with it. Um, they have been doing some Twitter spaces with some well-known NFT people. So star catchers, if you're out there, we'd love to have you hop on a stream or a Twitter spaces with us. Tell us what this is all about and definitely a project on my watch list. And now, Brian, I think we should turn to the chat. We, we got, we're running out of time here. What was that first one that was mentioned earlier? Oh, I have it right I, here. Xenu. Zenu. So Brian, I believe that's a coin, right? The Zenu yeah, coin. Yeah, Zenu token. Uh, again, not financial advice, but a lot of these tokens, Brian. So Brian, you know the crypto space better than me, right? A mm. lot of these tokens are now launching NFTs along with their coin, right? So we yeah. saw like Shiba do that. Um, and some of these other ones, I kind of like that because then if your coin does increase in value or your coin becomes relevant, those NFTs are, you know, they're valuable and kind of a collector's item, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier with CryptoPunks, you know, being sought after one of the first on Ethereum. So like I missed out on those first Shiba NFTs, but I recognized immediately the value, right? Of if Shiba continues to be relevant, those NFTs are going to be worth, you know, a decent amount as a collector's item along with the potential utility. Did you, were you able to find these NFTs from uh, Zenu? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it honestly, the Zenu, it looks like they have that these zombies, uh, not actually cloned, but they pretty much took a, a page out of, um, uh, Shiba Inu's book and the Shiba swap and everything. Cause their tools look very similar. But um, I'm just looking at the token. Oh, I might be on the wrong. Okay, hold on a second. I'm on the on wrong the, one. Oh, I pulled yeah, up you Zombie on... Inu, not, not Zenu. Or yep. is that the same thing? I think it's the same thing. Look okay, at this. Cool. Okay, there's a video there. So look at that. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of cool looking. Yeah, they're pretty neat. One cool thing is like uh, with like Shiba, they had some of their like uh, original day one NFTs where if you, you've been in with them since the beginning and everything – you got uh, certain special NFTs and those went for a crazy amount of money. So like there's, and the really cool thing is like these token projects, if they have been successful and do have a lot of money in their marketing wallets and all this other stuff, they can actually put value into the NFTs themselves and build in their staking from their own token. And so they don't have to build up this whole community or platform in order to make it more successful off the gate right at launch it's already ready to go you know you you have something that's valuable and will uh you know maybe not consistently grow but will hold retain value and be an asset so that's really cool and that's what i like about these token projects that are doing the nft and then also vice versa yeah definitely this is one again new to us um i'll definitely check it out though i kind of like that they're calling you know themselves the the zombie mob creating kind of a community around the the token and around the nfts um 
So they, they seem to have a decent following. Again, not financial advice here, but you know, uh, one maybe we take a look at in the future. I saw one more in the chat, but I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, was it Super Creator? Super... Who was it that put this in the chat? Uh, there it is from Dennis. Super... Is it Super Creators? Because I'm seeing a Super Creators. creators. Dennis, if you're in the chat, let us know. Was this Super... How do you spell it, Dennis? I think it's Super Creators. Um, 2,222 Super Creators sent to Earth to create peace on Earth. I don't even see what blockchain this is on. Um, Oh, it looks like we had one that sold for 5 ETH, though, yesterday. Um... Yeah, this isn't one that I'm I'm familiar with at all. Um, so I can't really share a ton here. Um, Brian, you have any thoughts here on on super creators? Not really. I I I haven't heard of it. And when you were looking at it, my dogs were going crazy at someone at the door. I think mail just got here or something, so I kind of got distracted. I mean, does that mean that your dogs are a fan of this project or not? Oh, they love it. They're, they're, it seems they like love they love it. it. Here, let me just go. Oh, here, here I think I got I think I got open C here. All right, Alyssa, if you want to pull up OpenSea, I'm seeing um, 2.5 floor. Is that right? So a collection of 2,222 um, unique digital collectibles. It doubles as your virtual creator's land membership card, grants access to member-only benefits. Um, yeah, to me, this screams virtual land and metaverse, um, which it looks like is their, their point here. Has some interesting characteristics, some of these. Um, so two point Brian, a 2.5 ETH floor on these super creators um, on OpenSea. There's only 2,222 out there. Yeah, there's Dennis in the chat now. Super creators by IAC. <laughs> Looks like Kenny's not not a fan um, of the super creators. Uh, but this is an interesting one. Again, I don't know anything about it. I'd have to do some more digging. Um, Dennis, maybe you can share with us, you know, what your favorite part of the project is. And Brian, it looks like uh, Born to be Free, one of our uh, loyal viewers here, is a big fan of that uh, dog you got there. Yeah, if you guys were, if you guys saw me on Mirror Bus when I first got Vinny, he could barely fit in my lap. I mean, he <laughs> just like he was like this big, and now this dude is freaking huge. Yeah, he's a monster, <laughs> and wants to be on the show, not mm -hmm. camera shy at all. Well, Brian, I think we're out of time. We went a couple minutes over here. So I want to remind everyone, we promised you last week that we would do a show focused on the Super Bowl. So that time has come tomorrow. Let's do a show, Brian, talking about all the NFTs that have, you know, partnerships or have talked about the Super Bowl, maybe some of the Super Bowl, I don't know, players that own NFTs and maybe get into some of those rumors about the commercials that we will see. And speaking of commercials, you will see a commercial during the Super Bowl from FTX, FTX. the sponsor of today's show. And they not only are going to let you watch the Super Bowl commercial, they're going to let you win Bitcoin along with the commercial. A ton so, of it. A ton of Bitcoin. We'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Again, thank you to all our viewers and listeners. Let us know what your favorite part of today was. Leave a comment after the chat or hit us up on Twitter. Until tomorrow, take care, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow. Say bye, Vinny. Bye.